Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Thursday, October 27th. We are here live. I was a little late on the draw there this morning. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. I was actually um, posting and answering questions on the website, and I looked up at the clock. I should probably set some sort of an alarm. Uh, normally, I don't do that, though. So we are here. We're live. We're going to open the phone lines. It is a free-for-all today. Anything goes. You can talk about anything you want. Uh, phone lines are open right now, 855-950-3835. Uh, little warning. Uh, it is a free-for-all. You can talk about anything you want. I have a couple of political issues I do want to talk about today. If you don't like politics, you might want to skip the first 10 or 15 minutes or so. may not even be that long. We'll see. Or it could be longer. Who knows? I might have a couple of health issues I'll touch on. It depends on uh, how many calls come in. So one of the things you can do... If you don't want to hear what I have to say, you can just pick up the phone and we'll talk about what you want to talk about. 855-950-3835. So I could go off on so many things on politics right now, but I don't really want to just keep doing that. But I do want to talk about it because we're less than two weeks away from the midterms and you know, we've kind of said this every election cycle, and now it seems like we were really crying wolf. And when it matters, nobody wants to hear this anymore. It, it really doesn't have much effect. But I do have to say this time, uh, it's probably the most important election cycle, even though it's not a presidential cycle, which is pretty interesting. But more than that, more than just saying it's important to get out and vote, I, I doubt that I'm going to convince anybody to vote right now that doesn't vote. And if you don't vote, you probably haven't stayed up on candidates and topics all that well, so may even be better off if you don't vote. I know people hate to hear that, but really, voting is important, but informed voting is really the only important voting. People who go to the polls and vote on what they see in the mainstream media and social media, I hate to say it, but you're part of the problem. I know it feels good to vote and you're supposed to and it's your civic duty and all that, but I have to say, if your only information comes from mainstream media, social media and, you know, what you talk about with your friends, then you're really part of the problem. That voting, unfortunately, has become outrageously complicated anymore. What you hear and see on media today, mainstream or social media, is not only just sometimes outright lies, but it's designed to confuse you. The ballot is designed to confuse you. If you're not very careful about how you vote on ballot issues, yes or no seems really simple, except many times, if you read the wording carefully, what you would think might be a yes answer, you are for this, 
if you're not careful, you're voting the wrong way. I, I think it's intentional. I don't know who controls that, but it, it just seems to me like the wording on most ballot issues is so convoluted that I have to take my time and read it multiple times just to make sure I'm voting correctly. So I'm going to stick to voting here for just a second, and then I'm going to come back to a a couple issues I do want to talk about. Phone calls are coming in, so I probably won't spend a lot of time on this. Um, I moved to Oregon. Lisa and I moved here uh, 10 years ago, a little more than that. And I registered to vote as soon as I got here. I vote every election cycle, local, midterms, presidential, every time we can vote. Lisa and I both vote. And it's never been a problem. And I actually, I love Oregon's voting system. I certainly don't like their politics, but I love their voting system. It is all mail-in, but it, it's, it's secure. They've been doing it this way for years. It's not just random ballots mailed out to everybody. You have to be a registered voter. You get your ballot in the mail. Um, There are drop boxes. You don't have to trust the post office. I just dropped mine off right here in town. It's worked fine. We have another issue here in our tiny little town here on the river. And that is, (laughs) we live a mile and a half away from the post office. A mile and a half. And we can't get mail delivered. We're up on a hill, and their excuse is, in the wintertime, it's too dangerous to come up here. Only the government would say that. FedEx, UPS, Amazon, their trucks are all over this neighborhood all day long. In the wintertime, they chain up to get up here sometimes. But they do it. Not the post office. Mile and a half away, you have to have a post office box, which we have to pay for, by the way. I'm I'm okay with that 60 bucks a year, whatever it is. Just seems a little ridiculous. We've gotten used to it until now. And they did something right now that just pisses me off. And I have to wonder if it was intentional or not. 10 years of voting. My ballot always shows up in the mailbox. Lisa shows up in the mailbox. They, they get here the same day every year, every time. We've been waiting for our ballots. I'm going out of town. I wanted to get my ballot done before I leave, just in case something happens while I'm on the road. I want to get it done. Yesterday, Lisa brings the mail home. She has a ballot, but I don't. So, well, that's odd. What happened? Lisa starts checking right away, and she finds out my voting rights have been suspended. They're inactive. My voter card is inactive. I thought, how could it be inactive? I vote every time. What? How can this be? So Lisa's good at tracking this kind of stuff down. She she got on the phone and online. Turns out the post office returned my ballot because it didn't have our P.O. box number on it. It had our street address. We've been here for 10 years. It's a really small town. We are the biggest shipper in town, I believe. We we ship, and it's our business right here in town. We ship more packages through the post office, I think, than anybody else in town. A lot. They know us. We know them personally. They have always 
put mail in the box with the street address and no post office box. The, the problem here, and, and they have tried to tell us a couple times, you really should have your post office box number on everything. Well, that's putting the problem back on me. I have, I have things shipped to me from hundreds of people and businesses and companies, and sometimes you never know, are they going to use FedEx or UPS, so they have to have a street address. So it, on everything that gets shipped to me, it doesn't always have a street address in a post office box. But they've always put the mail in my box, and they've just said, you know, when you can, try to make sure you put your post office box down. Fine, I do. I really try now to put it on both. Well, I didn't realize 10 years ago when I registered, I only put my street address on. Well, why all of a sudden did they decide not to deliver my ballot and then inactivate my voting rights? I have to wonder if it's because I'm a registered libertarian. I don't know. It just seems a little crazy to me. So now today... Uh, when my day was pretty well planned out already, we have a lot of stuff going on. I'm trying to get a lot of recordings done before I take off. So we have new content next week. Um, I leave tomorrow afternoon today and tomorrow were totally booked for me, except I'm going to have to take what could, I don't know, take two hours today to drive to the County election office and get this fixed and get my ballot and fill it out. So, my vote may actually count this year. And you've heard me say many years, I vote, but I know in most races in Oregon, my vote just doesn't matter much at all. And people say, oh, no, that's not true. No, sometimes it is. Sometimes the races in the states are so lopsided, you know that your vote's not going to matter. And that's been the case in Oregon most of the time. Still vote. Um, there are issues I get to vote on where my vote does matter. This year, two really big issues for me, and my vote will count. So I'm making sure it gets in. Uh, one, we have a shot at electing a Republican governor in Oregon. That uh, seems a little crazy to me, but we might do it. That, that would be um, wonderful if we're able to. And also there is a measure on the ballot that um, would really tighten gun regulations here in the state and would create what they call a gun registry. So now the state wants to know every gun I own and it's none of their damn business. Uh, I bought them all legally and you don't, they do not need to know what I own, and I don't want them to know what I own. It would also ban um, most of the magazines I own. Uh, they're banning um, high-capacity magazines and clips. And uh, Two issues that are really important that we do have a shot at Oregon. The, the governor's race is really tight right now, so we have a shot at that. And fortunately, half of our state... The eastern half of the state where not a lot of people live, but we do have a lot of ranchers and farmers, and um, they're very, very uh, pro-gun. So we have a shot at defeating that and electing a Republican governor. So I want to make sure my ballot counts this year. Uh, 
one thing real quick, just because I, I am shocked that this administration just gets more and more ridiculous every day. Then I'm going to get to your calls because they're really starting to come in. Um, I'm not going to go through all the problems in this country. Anybody who watches, well, I shouldn't say that. Um, Anybody who watches a more conservative news outlet like Fox or Rebel or um, OAN, yeah, OAN, uh, there are several. If you've been watching those news networks or you do your own research, actually go read things and don't depend on the media and social media, you know all the problems. Record setting in really, really bad ways. Record border crossings. We have no southern border anymore. Uh, Record fentanyl deaths and opioid deaths because of all the drugs coming across the southern border. Uh, Record high inflation. Record high gas prices. The war in Ukraine. We're just pouring money into it to protect democracy when Ukraine is nowhere near a democracy never has been, but we just keep sending them all kinds of money, ironically, to protect their borders. We won't protect our own. We'll spend billions and billions of dollars to protect theirs. I could keep going on. There's plenty more problems, but uh, with all that going on, here's what the administration took time out yesterday for. And think about inflation. What's really hurting people? Food and gas, number one. We're rationing uh, fuel oil in the Northeast already, and winter hasn't even started, barely. And people can't put gas in their car. They can't put food on the table. They're worried about filing bankruptcy. And here's what they decided to do to tackle inflation. They're going to go after junk fees. What? Junk fees? What the hell are they talking about? You know, on, on lots of bills that you get, maybe your phone bill or your electric bill, or, or there's all these little fees they add on, and they do add up. They're annoying as hell. I get it. Nobody's going bankrupt over those fees, but they're going to go after those. There's another part of this that's really ironic, too. Uh, they're going to go after those junk fees. Airline tickets. Where, that's the one that, that Biden really focused on But here's the thing. This isn't one of those random fees he wants to get rid of in the airlines. There's so many problems with this. It's not a random fee. It's not something they tacked on that you have no control over. He stood up yesterday and said, we're going to go after these airlines for charging fees if you want more leg room. He actually claimed it was racist. It's hard on black and brown people, he said. That is so obnoxious. I, uh, minorities should be outraged at that statement. Why is that hard on black and brown people? Because Joe Biden assumes that black and brown people are poor. He said it once, remember? Something about, you know, black and brown people are just as smart as rich. I, I forget the exact quote, but you can go look it up. You remember it was clear where his head is and what he thinks about black and brown people. How obnoxious. And here's the thing. If you want more legroom, you have to pay for it. If you want a bigger latte at Starbucks, you have to pay for it. That's not some random fee. That's paying to get something more. 
And the government has no business telling private businesses what they can charge anybody. There's lots of airlines. You don't like their fee, go to another airline. But what about this? Look at those same bills that have these fees on that he claims he's going to, we'll go after them. And that's going to help everybody with inflation. Look, if, if you can still afford to fly on a plane, that fee to get some extra legroom, which is a choice, by the way, isn't a problem for you. It's just not. How just insane. But go back to the bill. Look at where those fees are down at the bottom. What's down there with them? All kinds of taxes. This tax, that tax. Joe Biden has no control over what a private company wants to charge somebody. He has all kinds of control over taxes. He's the president. He control and, and his party controls both both chambers. If they want to do something about the crap piled on the bottom of all your utility bills and phone bills and airline tickets and all those things, then do away with the damn taxes, something you can control. All right, I should go to the phones. Um, Let's go to Indiana. Sarah, welcome to the program. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. I had a... I had a bit of advice for Kent, who did the one-on-one with yesterday. Okay, great. He said that he had quit smoking before in the past and knows he can do it again. Um, I'm not saying this will work, but it works for me. I know everybody's got this works for me. <laughs> but um, you use, we can use the... Oh, I lost... Um, you know, when you take placebo, uh, we yes. can use the placebo effect to our benefit. Got we can it. use the power of our mind to our benefit. I was driving down the road, um, listening to Larry Wing, and he said, you want to quit? You want to quit smoking? Just quit putting cigarettes in your mouth. And we're like, duh, well, that's, <laughs> that's a no brainer. Um, but what, what I did between that, which was in Arizona, and the end of my trip, which was in New York, is every time I had an urge to have a cigarette and I just, I, you know, couldn't not because I needed something to do. I, I repeated things to myself, all the reasons why I didn't want to smoke. It makes me stink. It makes my hair stink. It makes my clothes stink. Oh, I'm getting a headache. It's giving, it's giving me a headache. This is horrible. Um, just every time you, while you're smoking, repeat all the things to yourself, why you don't want to smoke. And very quickly, your brain will be like, well, then why are you doing this? And my whole life smoking, I was like, well, I can't quit. Now I got half a pack of cigarettes left. <laughs> but by the time, you know, it's, 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 it's a waste of money. And then right, I thought to myself, right. you idiot. I know. Bur- you, all you're going to do is burn this stuff up anyway. Um, so, I, I mean, after a weekend of every time I took a puff, this is giving me a headache. This is going to make me sick. This, you know. After a weekend of that, I finally looked, I looked down and I said, you know what? I'm done. And I crumpled up the pack that was still half full and I threw it away. And to re- another important part, to replace that habit while you're driving of reaching for something and putting it to your mouth, 
we found something ingenious that is not only distracts you from that habit, but it also benefits you. Get these little plastic toothpickers. They're called placards. Every time you want to reach for a cigarette, reach for a placard and clean out your teeth in between, you know, clean out floss yeah. between yeah. your teeth. You, you replace, it, it, it's a hand-to-mouth activity right. that helps you replace that habit. Excellent. Both points. I want to make sure people got the, the first point correctly. Um, you're not doing this mantra thing in your mind, you know, going through this mantra of all the bad things after you've tried to quit. You're doing it before you quit, while you're smoking. So you're creating a, mm-hmm. a negative connotation around smoking while you're smoking. That's a really important part. If you tried to do it after it wouldn't have any impact because then you're craving the nicotine and you're craving that habit and, and you're not going to convince yourself at that point that the, the really important point here is do it while you're smoking and, and turn this into a negative because over time, all of these, you know, addictive substances, whether it's, you know, alcohol, tobacco, cannabis, whatever it is, they're, your body has created such a positive connotation to them. They make you relax. They make you feel good. You like the taste, whatever it is. So your point is excellent. You have to do this while you're smoking. Great stuff. I lost you. Nope. We're here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I heard him last night. I'm like, I know he can do it. And then he asked about cantics. I'm like, no, there's, there's better ways. He's the placebo effect. Excellent. In, in your favor, like you said. It, it, it's very, it was very helpful and just really powerful to do it while you're smoking. Like you said, create that negative feedback loop in your brain about what you're doing. And your brain takes over and just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. All right. Thanks, Sarah. Yep. Talk to you soon. Let's go to Missouri. Dale, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. I was talking to you the other day about gardening. As uh, Remember the other day I told you about the buddy of mine whose grandpa taught him that deal with the potatoes and the cattle panel with yeah. the straw? Yeah, love that. Grown vertically. Yeah. Yeah, and you was talking about um, growing uh, zucchini and squash, things like of that nature, in peppers, and I think even tomatoes in uh, bales of hay. Right. So that um, I think it's Doctor J's. That the guy uh, you buy your uh, Doctor chicken soup for the soil from. Doctor Jim's. Jim's yeah. with his E. Yeah. Right. Yeah. By the way, I, I got I got on their website after you talked about Doctor Jim's and. Uh, it ended up being one of them websites I don't like because they just email the shit out of me. Oh, I got to figure out how to get them to not it, do that. It's really easy to turn that off. It's right in your account settings on the website. I agree. They, you know, they have a couple of informational things they send out a couple times a year that I really like, but they will overwhelm you with emails. It's really easy to turn off. You know, it, all right. It, it, I have to, it, to get it on their website. It, it, it's really no different than you know if you're a member of either one of our sites and you haven't turned off notifications. I try not to overwhelm it. We even have a counter 
that when I go to, you know, notify people that have posted something, it tells me you've already sent two today. We try to limit it to two, but that's two a day. I mean, it's a lot in your email box, really is. And this morning, I actually, I think there was something I really wanted to people to see. So I think I actually did three. Um, but we also try to show people, you can just turn this off. You have total control over this. Yeah. But um, they, uh, the back to the bale of straw thing. Yeah. When you plant, I guess you sprout, do you sprout your seeds in the bale or do you sprout them in a, in a soil medium and then put them in the bale? So let me explain the And then process you just keep, you, you keep them watered? Yeah. From, okay, thank from, you. From start to finish, and it's pretty simple. There's a couple different options on how you can do this. One is how you prepare the hay bales. So the first time I did this, um, I didn't even know about this till it was, you know, pretty close to planting time. So if you've got new hay or straw or whatever it is you're using, you have to condition that first. And what you do is you take pure nitrogen fertilizer and it's cheap. It's, you buy it in bulk and you, every other day you sprinkle the hay bales heavily with this pure nitrogen fertilizer and then soak them with water. And you have to do that for about three weeks. And what it does is it really starts to break down um, the material in there and compost it quickly. So that's what we're doing. We're trying to get the composting going in this bale before we try to plant in it. The interesting thing I found was okay. I had my bales all lined up over at the edge of my property. And on the other side, the property was just a vacant lot. So it was mostly weeds. And I was shocked at the end of the three weeks, the weeds had grown to like four feet tall and they were deep green and nitrogen. Pure nitrogen makes plants grow like right. crazy. You don't want to do that to your garden because it's horrible for it. Um, the next time I do it, I, I don't even want to do it on the soil. So actually, I'm just going to switch. There, there's another method of doing this as long as you have time. So the better way to do it is I already have my hay bales for the spring. They're just going to sit out all winter. They'll be well composted, still nice and tight because you don't take the twine off or anything. You leave them compact, but they'll be nice and composted in the spring. I don't have to dump all that nitrogen on them, which I didn't like doing. So those, that's the two ways to prepare the bale. Now, when you go to plant, what you're actually doing is you, um, I actually use a chainsaw for this because it works better than anything else I found. I just take the tip of the chainsaw and I, I cut out a little square yeah. about six inches deep into the bale. And a chainsaw works great. Then you fill that little six-inch square pocket with your, with your planting soil. A, a good, nice, light, you know, planting soil. You put your seeds right in it if you want. Or I just take a plant that I was already growing in my, in my greenhouse, my grow room, and put the plant in there just like you would in the ground. Okay, and then like for tomatoes, when I think didn't you say you grew tomatoes in a bale also? I did. They grew like crazy. So I was, I was, I was wondering because tomatoes require a lot of water. Um, how how do you my, keep them wet? My you know, just my whole garden 
requires almost daily watering. I either some some areas um, I just know plants that like uh, a little bit of water every day, and then there are other plants that like a lot of water every other day or every third day. So that's part of how I have to arrange the garden. But I have a, a watering system that's automatic that I can change. You know, it's easy for me to move around and change my irrigation. So because we we can go a hundred days here in Oregon with no rain. It's pretty common in the summer. We almost always hit ninety days with no rain. And we've hit a hundred before, so I have to water everything. So you got to have like micro irrigation or something. I, I have multiple. I have drip irrigation. I have sprayers. I have micro irrigation on some things. My irrigation system is 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 fairly complex, and I have to water all summer. Okay, so that makes sense. And so, like back where you live, because here in the Midwest, we get the, my son lives in Portland, actually in just outside of Portland, uh, a few miles north of the airport. Oh, yeah. But um, anyhow, we uh, get about the same average rainfall hey, down hey, in hey, southwest we, Missouri where hey, I live. Dale, I just thought of something. Yeah. A few miles north of the airport is Vancouver, Washington. Yeah, he, he lives damn near. He's just inside the state line. He's looking at, I don't know where exactly where the island is, but he's looking at buying some land on an island in the Columbia River. Yeah, I know where it an is. An acre in there. Yeah. Yep. And, that, and I think the 405, I looked at it on a map, crosses that island. That island is like all farmland, too. It's supposed to be awesome soil in there. I think that, that if it's the island I'm thinking of, we have several around the city because we have a couple rivers, but that island, I think, is almost all farmland. Is it? Yeah. I don't know if this is good or not because I asked him about an island in a river and flooding, and he goes, well, it's actually a four, and where I live is six. So is a four pretty safe, I guess? Yeah, we never hear anything about flooding around here. I, I'm, you know, we're right on a huge river. We have two rivers in the city, but um, I, I guess we do have flooding at times. But I don't ever really remember hearing yeah. about the islands flooding, though. It, it tends to be the smaller tributaries that feed the two big rivers that we have that flood. Oh, they get overrun? Right. From snowmelt? Right. The, the, the two big rivers but, uh, don't seem to have that problem. But we get, we get back to that. We got pretty much the same average rainfall as you guys get there in uh, right around in Portland is where I live and uh, I just live in a little smaller town than you do Elkland but okay so if you get into that potato thing I think in your your you have to irrigate anyways I think a good design for you would probably be to run your water line up the center like his grandpa did I think you would probably want to spur off of that with a drip line on every layer one over Right. Every eye, uh, probably, wouldn't you? Yeah, or, you know, I could easily put, and again, I, I do some pretty custom irrigation stuff. I, I could see putting just one at the very top and letting, you know, watering it long enough that it filters all the way down through. Right. Yeah, but, my, 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 ear, so like I, I said, I've, I've, I've kind of really perfected the irrigation uh, like i said I, I have different pieces and i can control each one separately and i can move them around and i can change them and um, i have this 
this system um, that I get from a company called Gardeners.com, and they call it a snip and drip. So it's a drip system with a pretty big drip hose, soaker hose kind of stuff. Um, and uh-huh. they're, they're, they have quick connectors, and you can use either their drip hose or just cheap garden hose. So if you have a section that you don't want to drip water, but then you want another section after that, it, it takes me just minutes. You just snip this stuff with cutters, put a new connector on it. They have angle connectors. And I mean, I can build a drip system in a, a half hour and I can modify it in, in minutes. Right. So these, these, this area is done for the season. Snip, snip. Exactly. Put yep. a length of yep. non-leaking hose in there, and get, you're, you're done. Yep. Yeah. Or and what's you know, that? What's that outfit called? Because uh, the, the website, one of my favorites for gardening equipment and supplies and things like that. Gardeners.com. Really simple. Oh, yeah, that's that's pretty. Sure. I can get much simpler than that. Yeah. I have to look check into that because uh, that sounds even more simple than the micro irrigation. It, it, I do some micro-irrigation in areas where I have a really small area set off somewhere. I, I do a little bit of that. And there are connectors that allow me to tie my micro-irrigation, my really small tubing, into that snip and drip system. That, that's pretty big tubing. You know, I, I can get a lot of water on the ground with that system. But I can also just tie in a little micro-tubing section to it as well. Yeah, I like that micro stuff. It's so simple, man. You you poke a you you would think this yep. shit would leak like a sieve the way you put it. That's, you just poke a hole in there and stick something in there, and it don't leak for some reason. It's really weird. But. That's the same way this snip and drip system works. It's just a lot bigger. It's the same thing. You you cut this stuff oh, okay. apart on the fly. You screw on a connector, and nothing leaks. Oh, so I'll get along with after using micro irrigation. You'll get along with this stuff pretty well, then. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. And I'll, uh, I'll look at, look after some, getting some hay bales and just letting them sit outside. They'll, uh, they'll have everything they need to start producing plants. It, it, it's actually, by spring. yeah, it's actually much better than trying to rush it in three weeks with a bunch of nitrogen. So yeah, letting them sit out all winter they're they are just really well conditioned to start planting into. Okay. Good enough then. I've, that was uh, the missing piece of the puzzle for me. I'll let you answer someone else's question. I appreciate it. Good talking to you. Let's go to Arizona. Chris, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. It's on your um, mind today. Quick question. Well, um, do you, I'm, I'm kind of making a timeline here. I'm going to see my doctor tomorrow about when I started to eat differently when did you start your daytime slot on xm oh um you would think I, you would think i would know that i'm thinking 20 <laughs> here's here's something that might help what was the year that i did the big long road trip where i hit all those events i was out on the road for like four months is that 2017 or 2018 i think it was 2017 because the next year 2018 was our big cmc the last one we did so i'm thinking it was 2017 
because I remember when I was on the road on that trip, they had me fill in on the daytime show a couple times, and, and I didn't know it at the time, but that was kind of like my tryout for whether I was going to get moved to the daytime slot or not. Okay. All right, so, so we're getting 2017. It had to be somewhere around there. It, it, you know, there are listeners that probably know that better than I do. Somebody might text me and let me know. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, to my question, um, I've got some pretty scary numbers back on a blood test relating to my kidneys. And I'm wondering if high protein affects kidney function in a negative way. No. That's what I'm being told. Well, this is kind of a misconception. It's not totally wrong. What what most of the research shows, remember, there are people who are doing extremely well on carnivore diets. We had whole societies that, that eat nothing but protein for the most part. And they're completely healthy, no strain on their kidneys whatsoever. The reason we're told this Okay. Is because if you develop okay. kidney disease of some sort, then the protein does become a problem. So you do have to watch protein if you develop some sort of a kidney disease, and then they'll blame it on the protein, but that's just not true. There, there's some other cause, and I don't know what your kidney numbers are. Or here, Here's what I would recommend, though. Yeah. On, honestly. Okay. Um, the, probably the biggest factor. I have them, but yeah. It, well, the biggest factor, and I, I if you have them, I, I will take them here in just a second. Um, the biggest factor here yep. is if I could give you any advice about this whatsoever, it's don't just cancel your appointment for tomorrow. Do not do this with a traditional doctor. No matter what you tell. No, them. I don't have one. Oh, I, uh, okay, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, we've been. Even before um, I changed my diet after listening to you, when you, you came on daytimes and you relaunched um, Destination Health, and I was, we were already clean at that point. Okay. I mean, we ate real good, clean, organic food. What I changed back then was uh, I was really heavy into grains, you know, healthy right. grains, right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I got away from that. You know, I had all kinds of those you know, good, healthy cereals for breakfast and oatmeal and things. Right. And my wife back then homemade, she homemade all of our bread for like 20 <laughs> right. years. Right. What we were trying to do was eat clean as far as chemicals went. Exactly. You know, we were trying to stay right. organic and away from preservatives. And, so and, and, so um, you know, I got rid of all that. From scratch, and not, then, all, not all the processed food. Yeah, and, yes. and I, I did that same thing. Right. And, I was, and I was heavy into yep, grains. We were there. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah. So I eliminated most of that and I had a lot of fruit back then and I cut way back on the fruit and, you know, there were things that did get better. No doubt about it. I mean, I cured a, God, a lifetime of acid reflux by making that change. Excellent. It was huge for me. Yes. I mean, I, I could not get rid that's, of acid reflux. That's quality of life. Pill, yeah. That's, you know, that's a quality of exactly. life issue that affects you every day. Yes, it drove me nuts. So um, fast forward, so say, let's say take mid-2017, we're guessing, to now, 
And I kind of settled in on what is just really a meat and vegetable diet. I don't count carbs. I don't worry about carbs coming from vegetables. And we eat good grass-fed, you know, free-range chicken and, and quality meat. And pretty much every meal I'm eating meat and vegetables, you know, and minimal, minimal grains. I'm on absolutely no drugs at all. I'm 53. I'm 5'11 and 160 pounds. I don't have a weight problem, you know. Um, but, boy, we took this test and sent them this blood test, and I get these nasty numbers back on my kidneys. And my wife's kind of freaking out, So to be be- before you give and, me the, um, the numbers, tell me about your doctor. Yeah. He is, uh, we've been with this guy since we were both teenagers. He is, back then we called him homeopathic or holistic, but I think, you know, we, we treat things this way through diet and supplementation. He doesn't prescribe a drug unless Excellent. he absolutely has to. Like Excellent. if one of us is really sick, okay. then he'll be like, okay, look, we've tried everything else. Let's throw an antibiotic at this. Okay. okay. He's not on any kind of insurance. This is all, you know, he does what he wants and we pay for it. You know, you know what I'm saying? There's no insurance involved here because they, they run the show and the insurance company, you know. Right. If you're oh, going yeah. to insurance, the insurance company tells the doctor what absolutely. You, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, so that's who we've been with for 20 years. I take a ton of supplements, you know, and, and I can't even remember them all. I, I don't think we need to go there. Um, but um, it's just this kidney number has got me scared. And I know I got a feeling he's going to tell me it's because of my diet. And I'm going to be like, well, what's wrong with meat and vegetables, you know? And, and if, if he does, I, I, I understand you've been with him all this time. Yeah. He sounds like a much better doctor, you know, than 99% of them. If, if he yeah. does say it's too much protein, I would just seek a second opinion of a functional medicine doctor. Somebody who's been through like the IFM you know, like a, a Chris Kresser. Okay. Um, just as a second opinion. I'm not saying yeah, abandon okay. your doctor. Obviously, the guy's done a lot of great stuff for you. Nope. And he, he, you know, is good with your diet. Yeah. But if he leans towards, I think this is too much protein, I'd want a second opinion on that. Okay. Yeah, because my question then becomes... Well, what do I eat? Exactly, because <laughs> you know, we know, if, you know, if, we know. Yeah, where do I go from here? I if mean, you don't eat meat or animal products, which is the highest sources of protein, all of them, whether it's meat, dairy, eggs, whatever, those are the our right. best sources of protein and, and I our eat highest. All of those. Yeah. If you drop those, what do you eat? I can't eat enough vegetables to ever be satisfied. So then I have to start throwing in the fillers no. like grains, and uh, so. Yeah, yeah. I, that's so why let, that I would, word I would satisfied. Let me let me expand on. Yeah, let me expand on that word satisfied. Here's the thing that's different about me than 99% of your followers. I, I have got since I was a kid. I have got a metabolism that is in warp speed all day. I, I eat every two to three hours. In fact, I can't make two hours anymore. And this was one of the reasons why. We got the blood test and went to see him in the first place right. because my food, my eating frequency is shrinking and my urination is going through the roof. 
And I'm just like, I can't keep up with this eating schedule anymore. I just can't. I mean, my lunchbox, you know, it takes a forklift to put it in the truck, you know, Uh, and that's not normal. I know it's not, but right. That alone would kind of push me to go seek another functional medicine doctor just to try to figure out that mystery. Yeah. Okay. Actually, what we've just signed on to is a guy that's going to, he, he deals with this. My wife found him on the internet. His name's Isaac Pullman. Um, he's going to try to walk us through because he's a type one diabetic and, his, and this is what he does, um, is try to walk people through this, okay. um, diabetes area and this constant eating high metabolism, you know, where, you know, he seemed, that kind of just seemed to be his niche. And um, so um, we just me, got signed up with him before the blood test came back. Let, let me ask you two questions. I, th- I and I, I just try not to assume anything about anybody anymore. And I know these questions are sensitive. Yep. Yep. But did you have COVID and did you get the vaccine? I had COVID on the first try, or I mean, you know, when it was original. Okay. <laughs> Before uh, any prior the to the vaccine, you know what I'm trying to say? Right. Okay. Yes, that's what I mean. Yes. Yeah. And I have no vaccine. Okay, Absolutely good. Not. That takes away one thing we have to worry about that we don't know enough about to know if it could cause problems like this. But we still don't know yeah. enough about COVID because they, they just, you know, are so bad at sharing any kind of information. We don't know if COVID can cause things like this. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the metabolism go, it's been my whole life. Okay. I, I know, um, I know COVID caused some things. I think it's, I've got some brain fog from COVID. Um, but you know, man, I don't know how else to say it, bro. I'm just starving all the time. I, and I, and, yeah. for, and I, I think I pushed that down and ignored it for the last let me, few let me years ask you this. Cause I kept let, saying to myself, let me, let me ask you this. So you and I sound pretty similar when it comes to that. I mean, I, I you know, yes. same way. Yeah. There, yes. there are times where, it, and, and that has changed dramatically for me, but there's one thing that I, you will hear everywhere. Everybody pushes this, all the natural health practitioners, because for most people, it's probably true. They always say protein yeah. is the most satisfying of the macronutrients. It's the one that will that will satisfy your appetite the most, keep your appetite down. I've said it before, that does not work for me. I can eat a, a mountain yeah. of meat and I still want something else. Here's what it is for me. It's not, yeah. pro, it's not protein for me. Okay. It's just pure fat. I have yeah. to, if I want to satisfy I, I my appetite, I have to load up on the fat. Now, on a carnivore diet, that's easy. I just eat okay. the fatty cuts of meat, and I add butter to all my vegetables, and, you know, I put butter in my coffee, yeah, and I, me use, too. I yeah. use brain octane, and, you know, if I get to the point where I, I, I feel like... I struggle with um, the brain octane. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of people do. I'm glad I don't, I'll because I, 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 I love that stuff. But if I get to that point where you are, and I've never gotten to kind of that extreme, but I've gotten to the point where it's almost annoying. Why am I hungry again? And what I'll do is I'll yeah. just go to, oh. I'll, I'll go to two cups 
of NDK coffee in the morning instead of one. So I get that other, uh, you know, another big shot of fat in in the morning. And everybody says it's protein that does that. Not for me. It, it's fat that satisfies my appetite. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I suppose I could increase the fat a little bit. I did struggle with um, those kind of coconut oils, or most oils seem to bother me. Stick We've to animal fats. We've got to a point now then. where we just cook with either butter. Okay, yeah, we cook with butter or ghee, and I, that's all you know my what, wife cooks with now. You know another one you want to try that you will absolutely love? Okay. Um, get ready for sticker shock, but uh, it is one of the really expensive oils. Um, real good, clean mm. duck fat. From a company like Fatworks, um, duck fat is yeah. it's so good that. and okay. it's so rich and it, it's good, healthy animal fat, but it, it's satisfying and it's rich and makes your food taste amazing. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, if I, you want these kidney numbers, are they going to help you at all? Let's go through them. Maybe something will jump out. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so urea nitrogen, uh, my test result was 33. It says that's high because the normal is 7 to 28. Right. Okay. Uh, creatinine, I'm probably destroying that word. No, you got uh, it. It's a 1.7. It says it's, okay. It says 1.7, which is high. Normal is 0. 0.60 to 1.5. Did they do an, um, did they the, do an albumin to creatine ratio test? I don't see that one. Okay. I snapped a picture of the things that yeah. were high, okay. and I left the rest of the paperwork at home. Got it. Okay. Okay. The last one, the last one is just a bunch of letters. So it's E G F R C R C K D dash E P I. Okay. And that says 47, which is low. It should be plus or minus 60. Those are the numbers. So My wife the, got on the internet at the kidney fund and said, you're in stage three kidney failure. No, you're not. Like, okay. No, you're not. And this is, again, why. Yeah, I, thank you. The, That's what I think, too. The, func the functional lab ranges are different than the traditional lab ranges. That's why I really want you to run this by. And again, I, I'm not criticizing okay. your doctor in any way. Um, I, I think it's amazing that that yeah. far back he was he was doing the right thing, and he always has. But I do find I, I yeah. grew up with a doctor like that. He was a traditional MD, but he believed in chiropractic and acupuncture and supplements. And I, I just love yep. the guy. He was he was fantastic. Yeah. He also. He also, he, I grew up in a small town and they had 15 kids. So I also, you know, knew all of his kids and yeah. played, played sports with them. And uh, he was just an amazing doctor. But I do find that a lot of those doctors that have been homeopathic forever have not kept up with a lot of the new functional medicine. They're, they're, and, and, okay. and I get it. They've been okay. doing it this way for decades, and they're successful, and, and I, I get it. But a lot of these new, this new crop yeah. of doctors, you know, uh, Chris Kresser isn't a doctor, but he's a, a clinician. Um, and, and the true functional yeah, medicine my daughter doctors. Yeah, like Dr. Axe, and, uh, I, you know, I, I could go on and on. Dr. Mm -hmm. you know, Mark Hyman at the Cleveland Clinic. 
these guys are, are, you know, kind of the cutting edge of the new functional ranges, and they look at all of these things differently. Um, I, I'm not seeing anything that jumps out at me that's all that far out of whack on one test. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. on one test okay. we get some okay. wacky numbers. Okay. Okay, yeah, I, that was another opinion I had, too, was, you know, this is one test. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater just yet. Let's get exactly. more and, and see where this goes. Yeah, there, it, it, I, yeah. I, I, I'm almost okay. wondering if there's something else. Hey, um, again, I, I don't want to try to diagnose this over the phone. Uh, if we had, Have you ever filled no, out a, a No, no, I just kind of wanted to get your yeah. opinion. Now, have you ever filled out a NutriQ? I haven't, no. Why don't you go do a NutriQ? Let me look at it. Okay. The nice right. thing about the NutriQ... Is that something is, I get on your website? Yeah, if you go to the is website... let me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put you on hold when I'm done with you, and ENG's going to help you, okay. and, and we'll get it done quicker than normal. It's like a multi-step process. You fill something out. We send you an email back. You go fill out the form. I'll have Angie help you with this, and we'll get it done quicker. Here's the beauty I love about oh, cool. the the NutriQ. It's just questions. We're just going to ask you about a lot of symptoms, yeah. how you feel, what happens when this you do this. That it, it's just that kind of stuff. No right or wrong answer to these, but what it does is it gives us a snapshot of what's going on in your whole body. We're going to find, you know, there might be one weird little symptom in there that I'll, I'll look at and go, oh, oh, that's what's going on. Whereas right now, all we're looking at are, are one set of numbers for one organ in your body. And we don't have any organs that work yeah. on their own. This is the problem with medicine today. We have specialized so far that the kidney doctor only looks at kidney numbers and he has no idea what the hell's going on in your liver. Yeah. And they're connected. Everything, nothing in our body works on its own. So the NutriQ, even though we're not going to yeah. poke you, we're not drawing any blood. We're, we're just going to ask you a bunch of questions, but it's, it's been so well designed okay. that it really gives us a good overall picture of what's going on. Cool. All right. All right. So, thank you. Any other questions for me? Uh, no. Um, we see him tomorrow, and I just kind of wanted to get your feel on that. Because okay. um, I just got a funny feeling he might say to me, because he told my son this, who's probably 30. He told my son, who was building muscle at the time, really weightlifting, he was like, be careful on your protein now, intake. Because it's hard on your kidneys. Oh, so I... And so I got a feeling that's what he's going to tell me. I agree with the first part of his statement. I do. I tell people all the time, especially people who are bodybuilders, because they've had it pounded into their head that they need so much protein, and they're taking protein supplements and drinking protein shakes and eating protein bars. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, if you're eating a good, clean, keto or carnivore diet especially, don't worry about protein. I don't care how much you're working out. In fact, if you think you need more protein, what you're probably doing is working out too much anyway. You're probably overtraining. Almost everybody right. does. 
back off the training yeah. and get rid of any supplemental protein. Do not supplement protein. Get it from your diet. So I, I'm, I'm actually with him on the first part of the statement. But And you know what? I'll okay. even go with him to the second part. If that source of protein is all these powders and shakes and drinks and bars, it probably is hard on the kidneys. Yeah, it was. But if it's just real food, That's what he was the, the only thing I would say, now that we, we have seen one test with some elevated numbers, why not swap out some of your protein for fat and see what happens? Okay. Okay, yeah. See what happens. And it may help your appetite. Yeah. Boy, I hope something does. I'm about ready to eat the steering wheel here. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> Give it a shot. Give it a shot. See what happens. Okay. That, right. that sounds right. good. I'm going to put you... I'm going to put you... I'll, uh, I'm we'll put look you, up that duck fat thing. Yep. I'm going to put you back in the queue, and Angie will grab you, and we'll get that Nutri-Queue going. Uh, let's go to Illinois this time. Jerry, welcome to the program. Good morning, Kevin. I just got a few cleanup tidbits for you this morning, and you'll need a pencil and paper for one of them anyway. But uh, first off, your post office story. My mother, uh, years ago, I uh, got my mother set up with a post office box for all her business mail because she had some unhappy differences with some family and just kind of wanted to keep it isolated to the post office. So she retained that post office box for years and years and years. And then she moved into a, an apartment literally right across the street from the uh post office and they allowed her to retain that post office box free of charge because she lived within so many feet of the post office and yet you can't even get one we're a little bitty town of only 1100 people and there's a lot of people in town that have a mailbox and still get their mail delivered to their house in a mailbox but yet you can't get yours a mile and a half of the post office because because of the big hill we can't go up that big yeah, hill. Yeah, give me a break. Come yeah. on. We have mail delivery in town. I mean, our town, exactly. the entire town is two miles long and a half a mile wide. That's it. That's the whole town. And it can't grow. It can never grow. We're in a protected area here in the gorge. It's federal land. All We cannot grow an inch past these borders. And I can't get mail delivered. It's insane. Now, do they have curbside mail with a mail truck, or do they have a walking postman? No, we, it's a contract. It's, a, it's an individual that lives here in town, and he drives around in his pickup truck and puts mail in the box. And he's the same guy that right, comes right. right. He's the same guy that comes to our business every day. He makes a run out to us because he needs an empty truck. We ship so much stuff out. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. Isn't that something? But I can't get <laughs> I, and, and you know what? I got used to that. I, I'm okay with that. It, the post office is a mile and a half away, and, and one of our employees goes to the post office every day to pick up our business mail anyway, so we have them pick up our personal mail. It's, it's not a big deal until after 10 years of doing this, you send my ballot back, and then they just inactivate my voter yeah. card? Yeah. Don't tell me well, that was a quirk. Here's another, another quirk is I used to have mail delivered to a physical address, and then I went over the road in long haul, so I, I had a post office box anyway. 
So I switched my IFTA address to my post office box because I'm never home to get mail. I have everything delivered to the right. post office box. Right. The state sent it back and said they would not deliver to a post office box. They have to have a physical address. And I finally, in talking to that lady, she had she could not comprehend that somebody doesn't get mail delivered to their physical address. She could not comprehend that. And I finally ended up having to send them a letter to attest to the fact that I do not get mail delivery my physical address, send it to my post office box. And they finally accepted that. And now I get my gift at the, at the uh, post office box instead of the physical address. Well, when it comes to voting, and I understand this and I'm actually okay with it, when it comes to voting, because I have a P.O. box and that's where my mail has to go to, that has to be on my voter registration. But for security, my physical address also has to be on the voter registration, which I get. They want to know that I'm a real human being and I live somewhere. Right, right. But, but... After 10 years of this, you send it back. I just, I'm having a hard time believing it's a coincidence. Oh, it just, it just plum nuts, isn't it? So, uh, on to the real reason I called two other little quick things, I guess. I want to, I just want to tell Matt he's got somebody giving him a run for his money anyway, and that is the, um, on fuel gauges. And I was a late adopter to fuel gauges. You actually had it out a few months before I finally uh, started, and only because for some, irrational reason I didn't want to start till the beginning of the year. So I didn't start until January 1st, 2010. Okay. So since January 1st, 2010, and this is as of like a week and a half ago, 2,024,644 miles, 2,488 fuel ups. Congratulations. That's awesome. So you said something about Matt having about 2 million miles in fuel gauges, and I, I just want to let him know he's got somebody giving him a run for his money. He probably started that several months before me, too. So Excellent. Excellent. I love that. I'm sure that's going to— That's gonna, just FYI. I wanted to— Yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll text me with uh, with his numbers or something. Well, I, I'm about a week and a half behind on fuel tickets, too, so I'll probably have another probably five or 6,000 miles and— half a dozen more fuel tickets too after i get updated today but anyway so uh, you, you know um, real, real quick one more comment on that what i love about that is is one of the things we wanted to do when we set this up and and we wanted to do more of it as we did some and we wanted to do more and then we got sidetracked on a lot of other projects but part of it was we did want to gamify that system we wanted people to compete against each other for all kinds of things. Who's tracking the most miles? Who's getting the best fuel mileage? All that stuff. So I, I love it when people do that. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, yeah, I, and I'm going to send Aaron an e- email. I talked to, uh, I think, Morgan the other day about uh, I've got a couple of suggestions. On, uh, I know you're getting ready to improve it slightly, and I've just got a couple of suggestions that I'm going to send Aaron an email whenever I get time, but I haven't had time yet. So. Excellent. Thank you. Anyway, uh, you're looking for more book recommendations for this winter when your feet are propped up and you're eating your house with wood because you can't get propane. Um, have you ever heard? Well, I got it too, actually. Uh, have you ever heard of the author Robert Galbraith? No. Well, you have, and you just don't know it. Robert Galbraith is the pen name for J.K. Rowling, who I'm sure you've heard of. 
heard of, but believe it or not. Riding uh, all the area. Yeah, my son um, grew up kind of in that area, and he's a big reader, so he's a big um, Harry Potter fan. I've never read any of the books. Well, I have, but uh, she's very, very famous for all that whole series, but she decided to take a different direction and decided to use, because of the nature of the books, she had a pen name of Robert Galbraith, and it's all based of, of a London-based detective series. I think there are maybe six books in the series, and just really interesting books. Get very, very, very detailed, and sometimes it's a little dark uh, subject matter, but it, they're very fascinating books. I really enjoyed that series. So did you, uh, and I've actually read the last one. Uh, I I want to try one. Did you say that was that she wrote those under her pen name? So I have to go look under the pen name. Yes, you have to look under under Robert Galbraith. Okay. G a l b r e a t h or something like that. So uh, close enough. Yeah, I'll that's the, that's her pen name. Yeah. Yeah, you'll okay. find it. Uh, yeah, really, really you know, good series. I just finished the last one and. You know, um, I, there's another one here in your, real, go ahead. Yeah, real quick. I remember reading something a long time ago that women authors tended to do this earlier in their career because that there was this statistic that men, male authors sell better. So there were women authors huh. who would take male pen names for that reason. I'll be darned. Yeah. Well, I, I think she might have did it because of the subject matter. It's some of the subject matter is a little dark, and they get a little. Oh, I mean, the vulgarity doesn't bother me, but it's. I think with her Harry Potter uh, fan base, I think maybe this is a whole different direction for her. So she about had to have a, a pen name, I think. So that's why I think she did it. Got it. That well, it's also uh, why, and then the other one is. And, it's actually also why I remember this part of it. If you look at her name that she uses now as an author, if you don't know her, you don't know if that's a male or a female, J.K. Rowling. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought of that. So, yeah. uh, if you're getting clear through the Jack Reacher series was written by Lee Child, and there's another book that I think you'd find fascinating. I believe it's only available on Audible, so if you're riding along on the train, you, should, you can listen to it, because I think it's an Audible original. It was originally written as a podcast in different, about one a week or one every two weeks or something, and then combined into a book. The name of the book is the Chopin Manuscript. And the way it was written was, was one author wrote the first chapter. He then sent that chapter to another author, they wrote the second chapter. I, and they sent those two chapters to a third author. I remember and, another... And I think there's 15 authors, and one of them, one of them is Lee Childs that wrote the Jack Reacher series. One of the authors involved in that Chopin manuscript project was Lee Childs. Interesting. I, I'm going to go look for this, too. I read another book oh, like, fascinating. like that a long time ago, and it was so interesting to follow the story with all those different styles of writing. And you could, you could clearly see the style change and it was so interesting. Now, is this Chopin like the composer? Correct. It has something to do with a, um, uh, a a hidden uh, or an previously unknown Chopin manuscript. Got it. Okay. And that's that's where the title comes. But it's just fascinating to see how each author develops a story completely different than what the previous author did. And it's right. just a fascinating little uh, book to read. To list. I think it's only available on Audible because it says Audible original, and I'm not sure that it's available on Kindle. 
Right. So right. You, if you've got to listen, you might have to listen to it. Yeah, I, I might do that on the train. I, I have a ton of reading. I have a, a guest coming up, I think, next week on Destination Health. And she's got a new book coming out, but it's not out yet. But she sent me the manuscript. So I'm going to get to read that one uh, okay. on the train. And I did find another new book on sleep that uh, I don't know how I've missed this one in the past. That looks pretty interesting. So I'm going to be reading that one. But I can knock out both of those on the first day. So I'll still have some time. Well, I hope you stay awake to listen to the, to the uh, read the uh, sleep one. Maybe it'll put you asleep. <laughs> exactly. We'll see. Yeah. All right, Kevin. That's enough. Clean up for one day. Thank you. Good stuff. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Texas. Fred, man, I am so sorry with what you're going through. I, uh, I am so sorry with what you're going through right now. That just sucks. Yeah. I'm waiting for the warranty. Yeah. This is just, it's one of those things I'm ready to buy another head and dealing with this warranty issue later on. Yeah. But then I'll have a head that I don't need. So I, I don't, um, it's hey, two and a half. It's, hey. Well, tomorrow is three weeks since this happened. Fred, yeah. come on. Two heads are always better than one. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, t- so j- just oh, give, I needed, g- give everybody I need a little the, break. So that's good. The, the story real quick. So I, uh, I was just, Coming back empty from Austin, Texas, about an hour and a half drive. Truck shut down on me. I thought it was, uh, what happened was the, on number four, I thought it was the valve. It wasn't. The, the ear that goes around the wrist pin, um, uh, that, that was actually cracked and let loose because there's one side that's very smooth. Looks like oil's been getting in there for a while. So that let loose. When it came up, it whacked, whacked the valves and everything kind of exploded in there. Damaged the head and everything else. So by the time I got everything apart, got all the parts, waiting on a turbo, waiting on a few other things, um, I finally put it back together, had it running on Tuesday, and um, we had a little pop, and then we noticed oil coming out of the turbo. I'm like, well, it's either one of two things. It's either piston ring or a valve guide or a valve seat. Yeah. So we, we took the top end off. I rolled the engine and I looked down four and two and five were dry. Um, six and one were dry. When I pulled the injector out of four, some fuel got in there. So I couldn't really tell on that one. But when I pulled the exhaust manifold off, all six were wet. All six of them were wet. So it can't, I can't, I can understand if I damaged the ring going in on one cylinder, but all six. Right. That's, that's right. kind of hard to, yeah, that, hard to believe. That, that didn't happen. So, right. 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 You know what I mean? You know, everything's brand new. So, and I took, I took my time because I haven't done this in 15 years. So, yeah, it wasn't like, uh, you know, I'm trying to hot dog it and get out, get back on the road. This is my livelihood. So, right. you know, um, you know, and I have a, a staff full of, of mechanics here that, that give me the moral support I need when I need it, you know? So, um, anyway, uh, got the head up, you know, yesterday afternoon, it was late, couldn't get anyone on the phone. So now we're dealing with that. And, you know, uh, all the, all the pre-planning I made for, uh, for the, for the rough time is pretty much gone. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a good thing. I mean, cause I just bought a trailer, right? But it's I a good just thing bought a trailer. Plan. I had, I had, 
Yeah, I had to. I had to pay my insurance in full because I was gonna. They were gonna charge me an extra almost three grand to put it out throughout the year. Now I understand it, it wouldn't have been bad to to lay it out over twelve months, but it's still three thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, and and my insurance actually went up from uh, like almost three thousand dollars, and they said because I live in Texas and I'm paying for everyone else's bad behavior, I guess so. It is what it is, yeah. you know? So here it is. I laid out 15 for that, 45 for a trailer, and now an engine job, and I'm out three, three weeks tomorrow and another, another probably week before I get everything resolved. Yeah. You, you've heard my story of early on the year that just about put me out of business. It was like that. I mean, everything that could yeah. have gone wrong yeah. financially went wrong all at the same time. Right, right. And some of this is positive. Don't get me wrong. Like, I have a good trailer to go do some right, work with and right. stuff like that. And I'm going to have an engine that's going to last me for the next, you know, probably till I retire, I guess, because I'm 54. So, um, you know, that, that's all, this is all positive things. It's just the, the downtime that kills everything. I know. You know, because bills don't stop and, and life don't stop. So, yep. what do you do? You just keep going. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay regardless of what, you know. Thank God my credit's an 800 score, so if I need to, I can go into charge cards, you know, to get myself going. But I'm not looking to do that yet, but, um, you know, we're, we're, we're getting close. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, anyway, I, I didn't get a chance to listen to your show yesterday with the sleep, so I don't know really where you are. But I was thinking about this. Oh, so the nights over the last two weeks. Hold on, a, hold on a second for the sleep. Actually, nobody's heard any of those shows yet. I don't think were they all. Oh, okay. Maybe okay. the first. Okay. One. Maybe well, the I first just, one. Anyway, I, I looked on. I looked. I looked on the app, and it says there's a three-hour show from yesterday. And I don't know if that was part of. The, I know you had said you had. Um, I think her name was Katie was coming on that no, was helping so, you from Four Sigmatic. Yesterday okay. was a really long show. We had a lot of good uh, health stuff, but we had Kara okay. on from NutriSense Live. But then oh, after okay. the live show, we did we recorded the final part of the sleep series. That's a three part series. I got you. We just released it this morning. All right. three parts. Okay. 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 So yeah. So I didn't. So but I noticed myself because I've been tracking this as you know. And I haven't really gotten into the sleep protocol because I'm getting up early. I'm getting home late. I'm wiped out. I don't want to spend the hour to do the protocol because I need all the time I can on this truck. Yeah. You know, right. so to get back to work. Yep. And on the weekends, I have one day, one day or a day and a half off. I don't really, you know, don't. So anyway, long story short. So but what I have noticed is the days I've had setbacks, my mind's, of course, working overtime. And those nights I didn't have a good sleep. Yeah. And you're always, you're always on in your mind. And that might be part of your sleep issue. You know, it's not. It, it's really not. I, okay. I, I, yeah, I've kind okay. of I've worked through that. You know, Bruce yeah, I mean, and it's, I... It's subconsciously. Yeah. I, Bruce and I have talked about, um, you know, sleep forever since I met him because he really struggles with sleep. And that is absolutely his issue. His mind works and he, he can't figure out how to shut it off. And if he wakes up in the middle of the night, it's almost always because he starts to think about some 
problem that he's going to solve. And right. that, that really is. I, uh, the one thing that right. I, I think meditation and all the work I've put into meditation over the years, the one thing that it does allow me to do, absolutely, I, I can just shut off my mind. My, my issues are, are looking, and they're almost solved, by the way. I mean, I've, we've made huge. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Listen to the series and, and you'll see. But I we, will. We've, whatever it was that I kept saying is there's something just broke. I mean, I have been through so many okay. things that don't work. And I got to the point where nothing mattered. And what I mean by that is that, you know, I know all the rules about sleep hygiene, and, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter if I had the worst sleep right. hygiene in the world or the absolute best. My night of sleep was still the same. Right. That's why I thought, wait a minute, something's got to be yeah. broke here. Whatever we were able right. to do with the adaptogens and the herbs um, with Danielle from Four Sigmatic, that's been fixed. And now the things I do matter. Like I can still have a bad night of sleep, but I can point to it and say, here's why. And then I can, now I'm starting to okay. get some really good nights of sleep. My sleep score's doubled. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, double. Yeah, because I mean, I, you see, for, so for me, I would just have a stressful night. I really wouldn't have a lot of awake time. I may have some broken awake time, like, you know, a minute or two here and there, but not like I'm up thinking and contemplating or, or worrying about my next move. It just was... I think a subconscious stress that I was, that I, my it, body was put, my mind was putting me under. It, it might be, it, it could be, but again, I, I think meditation has really helped me learn a lot about that. And, and I had pretty much ruled out mine is not an overactive mind. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. You know, well, the, the, yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, the bright side to this whole thing is I'm getting done things on the truck that I've been meaning to get done. You know, little little seepage here, little things Excellent. there. Excellent. So, yeah, truck's going to be all tight when I when I when it eventually does get back on the road. That's always good. But uh, yeah, I haven't talked to you in a while. I want to? I I've been thinking about the sleep over the last couple of days and figured I'd try to give you a call. You know about that and see what you know what I've been finding on myself. Yeah, go listen to the three part series. There's some pretty good stuff in there. Now here's yeah it may here, help me with overall. Here's too. the other thing, and we talk about this some in the the third part. Um, I, you know, the only thing. Well, I went through everything that I changed um, when when Danielle set up the protocol for me. So I changed everything she recommended. Right. Obviously, I added the specific adaptogens she talked about. I added a new blend of magnesium. Mm -hmm. She thought there may have been a very specific magnesium deficiency going on, and she might have been right. Um, I added some of what they call the flower essences. So I've done everything she's told me to do and I've been really strict about it. Um, and then the other things that I did kind of on my own, um, I quit caffeine completely. I'm doing the, uh, the, the mushroom okay. decaf coffee in the morning that has the adaptogen in it that she recommended, which is awesome because then it's easy to take. You know, I'm, right. I'm not going to miss that. I mean, sure. it's, it's right in the coffee. So, and the coffee tastes amazing, by the way, for decaf. It's really good. Um, I quit cannabis completely. I'm not using any cannabis on, the, you know, when I'm struggling to sleep. I, I just stopped doing that completely. So that's not because that's the one thing that no matter how bad everything else was, the cannabis would put me to sleep. 
So I, at least I could get right. some sleep. It got to the point where it wasn't good sleep anymore. In the beginning, you know, if I needed it, I'd, I'd use a little and I'd get a good night's sleep. Towards the end, it, it would put me to sleep at least so I, I can quit all the tossing and turning and wandering around the house. But it wasn't good sleep. So I quit that completely. Right, right. quit the quality. caffeine completely. Um, and I had to back off of my stress protocol even more. In the beginning, I was actually going to do it every day, a, a lighter version of it. Then I realized that isn't working. I went every other day. And then through watching my HRV, I was able to figure out. And every day that I did the sleep protocol, no matter how early in the day I did it, I would have a worse night of sleep that night. So I actually had to back off to every third right. day right now. Wow. Okay. But okay. with all that, well, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to mask all of that, right? My with, HRV with, has you know. risen from a low of about thirty two or thirty three. I remember for a seven day average when I was at my bottom, um, it's now up to. I just posted it today, uh, like fifty something for my seven day average. Um, it's gone up incredibly. That's excellent. Yeah, and my sleep yeah. scores have doubled from averaging in the 30s. I'm now up into the mid-60s. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm back and forth with the sleep, the sleep score. My HIV is still low, but I haven't done anything to improve my, my stress protocol uh, yeah, in right. the last three weeks. Yep, yep. So... I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a 31 or 32, but I am balanced right now, so which is good. Got it, got it. Yep, that is good. So, yeah. All right. So uh, it's excellent to talk to you again. Everyone, have a good day, and uh, I'm gonna get back at it over here. There you go. Good to hear from you. We'll talk to you again soon. Let's go to Kentucky. John, welcome to the program. Yeah, howdy. Thanks, Kevin. I um, wanted to see if you give me some insight and advice. Uh, this is kind of an ongoing, I just discovered this last night. My mom's 90, and uh, I remember about two weeks ago, she had physical therapy, and the therapist came in, and he said, yeah, her blood pressure is 110 over 60. Her pulse is 60. Well, I just not paying attention discovered last night, the doctor's got to run four blood medication, blood pressure medication. Unbelievable. And, and, uh, three of them plus a diuretic. Unbelievable. It's almost like a protocol for congestive heart failure. Yeah. She has no congestive heart failure. She's a paleo type eater, you know, um, and, uh, and, uh, her blood pressure this morning before eating, before meds, which we, I've asked, she's cut out now, but uh, was 98 over 64. So, and her, and her oxygen saturation is 95. So you said she was 90, right? Yeah, she's 90. So that, and, I, I, uh, I'm going to make, I, a, I'm going to make a pretty bold. And they had, here. and they had her on a stat and they had her on a statin. Uh, of course they did. Everybody's on a statin. If you listen to your doctor, uh, here's what, here's what really bothers yeah. me about this. The doctor's an idiot. Does he know, does he realize what the I'm number thinking. one reason for elderly people dying? It's a fall. 
They fall. They break a bone. Yeah. Usually a they hip, a big, a big bone. They never recover from that. It's downhill from there. Low blood pressure in somebody will cause them to faint and fall. Yeah, yeah, and she had a fall, but thank God she, you know, was okay. You know, and uh, so you know, and I the, got the. the here's, you know, here's the problem the, that doctors have, and uh, you know. I blame it on the system. They're so overworked. They don't get time to think about each patient the way they should be. She has high blood pressure. I'm sure everybody in America does by the time they get to that age, uh, unless you eat really clean and do other things around stress and lifestyle. So, okay, they put her on lisinopril. Usually it's the first one. Uh, Her blood pressure comes down. It's normal. Then they show up in the office one day and they get one high reading, one high reading in the office. It, it, we should be monitoring this stuff every day, multiple times if, if we have a problem. So they just add another medication on and then another one and another. They never take any of them away. She could easily experiment yeah. on her own. Take one away. Just take one of them. Pick one. The last one they prescribed. Stop taking that one. See what happens when you're only on three. Right. Then let's take the next one away and see what happens when you're only on two. And then maybe let's add some cardio miracle. And who knows if she needs any medication? Well, well, before medication, she had 98 over 64. So, I mean, with a 60 volt. Wait, 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 wait. I told her, I said, I don't think you need any. Stop, stop. Yeah. I want to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. She was on, at some point in her life, she was on no blood pressure medication and her normal blood pressure was 98 over 60-something? No, that's what it was this morning. Oh, right. But she's before on four medications. Before she oh, took any yeah, meds no, or no, but, ate anything. Yeah, but hold on. I mean, the medications have been in her system. They're always in her system. It's not like... Right, you, right. Right. So uh, uh, just because she hadn't yeah. taken her medication that day doesn't mean anything. Her blood pressure right now is artificially low because of all the medications. Yeah, that's and you and, know, it, and at and, her and, age, that and, becomes dangerous. Yeah, a, a couple of weeks ago, the therapist took it, and it was one ten over sixty, the sixty volts. That 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 you bottom, know why she was on the meds. That that bottom you know? number starting to get a little worrying at that point. Right, a little low, but at 90... And here's the thing. If if somebody has that blood pressure naturally with no medication, I'm not all that worried about it. We might go in and look for things like adrenal fatigue, but it's not like an emergency. Um, Low blood pressure is just fine, especially if you're not elderly. But in the elderly, the number one thing we have to watch out for is falls. Right, she's been getting dizzy. Of course. Her blood pressure's too low. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, yeah, and a, and a diuretic. I don't understand that. Oh, well. A water uh, pill. Yeah, I'll explain you why. Know. Your blood has a lot yeah. of, has a lot of water in it. 
Well, when there's a lot of water in your blood, it increases the volume of your blood, which increases your blood pressure. But a healthy human being should be able to stay fully hydrated and not have high blood pressure. This is just the medical system's way of a hack. They, they, if you pee a lot and you can't retain any water, your blood pressure goes down. But you're also dehydrated, which is not a good state to be in. That's all it is. Right, it, you're it, losing a lot of it's basically, minerals and yeah, potassium. It, it, it's basically a, a hack to lower their blood pressure so they can check the box. Nope, look, we got our blood pressure down in the normal range. Sure, but you're doing it with a diuretic, which dehydrates people. Right, which is not healthy. You and that's solved, hard on your liver. You I haven't solved the problem at all. You've made it worse. Right. It's just we, we all, all, all medical system cares about what are your numbers. Oh, look, they're high. We have a drug to get them low. Oh, look, now they're normal. You're good. Yeah, and all through her life, she had low blood pressure. And then all of a sudden, you know, I wasn't paying it. You know, then all of a sudden, I'm not sure how long she's been I, on a blood I, pressure medicine. I don't know how you, know? you go from low blood pressure all that time to four medications. That's just insane. That's what I can't figure out. Yeah. It is entirely possible. A good functional medicine doctor could get her off all four of them and she'd have totally normal blood pressure. Yeah, well, I, I said to her, I think we need to get you off of this. And she says, good, I don't want to take this crap anymore. Get, find her so, a good, uh, find her a good you know. functional medicine doctor. Don't listen to some ex-truck driver on the radio. Go find a good functional medicine doctor, right. and he'll get her off of this crap. Uh, yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's what I was thinking, so... Yep, I would. It, just didn't, it didn't make any sense, it, and it, I was like, it, why, it, why a statin when you're 90? Yeah, well, that you, everything else. she can talk to the functional medicine doctor about that as well. It's the best thing you could do for her right now. Go, go find the doctor and, and set it okay. up for her. Yeah. 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 I've been trying to, yeah, that's, that's, that was, uh, uh, that was the direction we were thinking of. Yep. Just go do um, it. So, yeah. All right. Well, All right. very good. Good talking to you. Let's go to Texas. Mike, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. I sent you two Caterpillar oil samples. It's under oil slick. Yep, I've got, um, I've got the them right here in front of me. Um, are running you, high iron. Are you, uh, one, are you using Catalyst? Yeah, on the first That's sample, it's running uh, 102 on iron, and I was running the catalyst kind of rich. And on the second sample, I, I, so I changed the oil, then I leaned out the catalyst, and uh, it was running 72. Yeah, that's fine. We don't even – and one of the things we'll do to verify that is we kind of look around at some of the other wear metals to see, uh, and we look to see is there anything in the sample that might cause wear metals. And if we – see normal wear other than iron and nothing in the oil to cause the iron, then we know it's just a side effect of the catalyst. And I'm thinking, well, this oil sample doesn't have a mileage on it. How many miles are on this engine? 
245. How many miles are on the oil? Uh, each oil is about 45,000. Yeah, that's quite a bit, actually. So I, I'm not really seeing anything wrong here. Uh, the one sample had some elevated potassium, but there was no um, sodium to speak of. And it looks like they also did a, a glycol water test and there was no glycol or water. So we've ruled out any kind of an internal coolant leak. Uh, it's just a, an environmental contaminant, which we see a lot more in the wintertime. Once they start putting down um, anything for ice and snow, they're almost always um, potassium and sodium-based products. And we can pick them up you know, through the air. They can end up in the oil. We're talking about traces. So I don't worry about that. Um, I, I don't see any real need to do anything with this. This seems like a pretty clean sample to me. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Hey, I got something else to pick your brain at. So, sure. so, so we have one of these big ARI trucks. Okay. When the big sleeper truck, me and my wife travel together. Yeah. We bought this truck in 2020. It was 300,000. It's a T880. Okay. And um, so, so we run pretty mellow. I run 64 during the day. She runs about 62 at night. <clears throat> our fuel mileage is in the high sixes, and that includes our generator, running our diesel generator at night. Okay. Because we run it all the time. The little Kubota uses like half gallon an hour. Yeah. And so, so we consider maybe getting a Volvo. Um, but man, the new ones are like 375 now. It's like, geez, I don't with, know if it's. Uh, you mean with a big sleeper? Yes. Yeah. A Volvo go by the right. same same big truck with the big sleeper. Right. Is now three seventy five. Isn't that insane? So I know. It's like, I know. <laughs> right. It, 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 all I can say every time I hear this, we're all feeling the pinch on prices of everything. Go vote. Go vote. You know, look, we we had well, virtually no inflation under the last administration. The minute this administration took over and attacked the oil and gas industry here in this country, everything went through the roof. It's not going to change. We we've, yeah, we've got to change yeah. the administration. This is this is going to kill our economy, and it, and it's look at what it's doing to all of us. Yeah, yeah, and so so the, the what the I. So we haul open deck freight. So I know I'm not going to get Joel's gas mileage he gets. But if I was, you know, hearing you guys talk about getting one or two miles per gallon better, then that's a lot of money. You know, there, there's, and so, there, so that's there's what we toss around. No, no reason with an open deck, even with a big sleeper. I, I've worked with a couple people, the exact same setup. Um, <laughs> there is no, no reason we can't get eight and a half. Yeah, that, that, uh, so that would be averaging one and a half miles per gallon better. Exactly. So that would be like 15000 yeah, bucks a year. That would make like three truck payments. It, right. may even be a little more than that right now. With five, fuel at 5.36 a gallon, I think, is the national average right now. But so that, that you look at that and you go, why wouldn't I do that? You know, we, uh, it, well, the reason I wouldn't is because none of us want to pay $375,000 for a truck. <laughs> I, I would and, say, and that, I, 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 you know, one. This is one of those where there's no right or wrong answer to this. We could, you know, we could do the math. It's not really going to be clear enough. 
Um, here's another factor that we absolutely have to look at. If you go to get this new truck, are you going to be able to pay cash? Or are you going to have to finance something? Uh, we have to finance it. Finance rates are through the roof. So, you know, yep. your, your 375 yep. is going to hurt bad, but wait till you look at what the payment turns out to be because of the interest rate. Yeah. Which yeah, again right. comes back to yeah. the administration. They, they created the inflation to begin with. They failed to admit that there was inflation. Remember? Oh, it's transitory. Oh no, it's peaked. It's going away. They, because they did that, and they failed to act in time. Now, the only way to get this inflation under control is to keep raising interest rates over and over and over. They're about to do it again, um, either this week or next week. So we get killed both ways. Can't buy a house because the house prices are still too high. Can't buy a truck because they're still too high. And if we have to finance either one, it, 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 you almost can't even afford to do it anymore. Yes. And, and, and that brings up another thing. So, well, here, let me go okay, back. Go ahead. I, I got a little off track there. The only way I can answer a question like this, math isn't going to do it, um, is just what would I do? And I, I would just have to say, I, there's no way I could buy a new truck under these conditions. Because the minute you sign the paper, you're stuck with those conditions. You paid the price. It's too late to, to go back. And you've, you've got the financing. You're screwed. If both of those things come down in the next six months, which they both will eventually when the, when the economy crashes, then that's the time to buy. So for me, I am not making any big financial decisions or purchases right now. And, and that's the other challenge, Steph, because to, to order these trucks, it, you know, Volvo is saying it's going to take two years to get one. Right. And, uh, so if the price drops, would would we still be locked in at the price we paid for it? Uh, I'm not I, sure how that would work. I'm not sure either. You'd have to, each manufacturer may have a different policy on that. I would never take the chance. And I know, it, well, you say, well, if I don't order it, when do, I would not pull the trigger and commit to anything unless unless you can put in an order with a very small amount of money down or the ability to get the money back if you cancel. So I might look at, you know, can I go cut some sort of a deal where I can get my order in? And if the price comes down, I, I would actually gain from that. I would get a lower price and I don't have to commit a whole bunch of money. If all of those things, if I could make all of those things happen, then I'd go order one. But if I can't make all of those things happen, I'm just going to sit it out. Yeah, that, that, that's what we're thinking we're going to do. Um, we just see all Joel's post and him talking, and it just sounds so appetizing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I, it, I don't know is. if that would be our world to be able to do that. Uh, well, we, 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 yeah, you're not going to get to 10 and a half. You're not going to push 11 like he's able to do sometimes. Eight and a half is absolutely safe. Like I could almost guarantee we can get eight and a half. It's very possible we might get nine. We, we might be able to do better. Uh, there's a lot of factors in there. You guys drive reasonable speeds, so that's easy enough. Um, the open deck freight is the biggest uh, variable in there. Um, the big sleeper, uh, it has somewhat of an impact, but not really all that much. 
I, I did take my big well tail off the top. Good. I had to talk to you guys about that a while ago, and that has seemed to be my biggest improvement, taking <laughs> it, that big tail. Isn't and that crazy? And I also noticed the back of the truck stays a lot. It, I know. Yes, and the back of the truck stays a lot cleaner. It's it, not all filthy and hammered with dirt all the time. The the Right. And, and the aerodynamics at, up at the front actually affect the aerodynamics all the way to the back of the trailer. So the one impact that that, that big sleeper tends to have is the same issue I deal with my coach. Even though it's nice and streamlined and smooth, it's still a surface. There is more surface friction there. So you do have an impact by the big sleeper. And usually when you see a big sleeper, well, your gap doesn't matter anyway because uh, you're flat deck. So, um, yeah. yeah. So there, there's an impact there. but and, and the weight, people will go, well, the weight, well, yeah, but we're still going to max out at the same weight anyway most of the time unless we're heavy haul. Um, so the, the, the impact of that big sleeper in your operation isn't all that much, really. Yeah, I hear you. And you talk about empty weights, like, like our empty weight is 45. So, so we're pretty heavy just right off the bat. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, you know, where that has an impact is, is when you're empty. If I'm empty and I'm that much lighter than you, then yes, there's an impact. When we're both loaded, we may end up at the same weight anyway. True. Yeah. All, the, all those heavy loads, we just have to pass on them exactly. all. Let somebody right. else, all the heavy stuff. We wait for the light stuff. Right. And. And so, so we, we really like your new show format, but there's one thing we're missing. There's a lot of us that truck with our wives, and we struggle with that. We need some help with that. How's that? Well, okay. home and, uh, yeah, the challenges of being trucking with your wife. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I'm going to address that. Like, I, like, I, I, like, I, like women, women Wednesdays or something after well, the health channel. <laughs> let, let, let me address that. Um, <laughs> so, it, and I understand what it's like because Lisa and I have run our business together from day one. We work together. We work at home. We, you know, we're together all the time. We travel together. Um, so I get it. I understand. Here's the thing that I've always said. Um, <laughs> You're going to have to call Dr. Phil for this one. I, I've covered a lot of topics over the years. I've researched <laughs> a lot of topics. The one I'm never going to give advice to anybody is relationships. Not me. <laughs> We're going to have to find somebody else for that one. Yeah, that that was our reason for getting a bigger truck because we just needed. Uh, oh, absolutely. She needed more space for me. I don't need. I don't need the space from her, but she needs the space from me. That's usually how it goes. Yeah, I, <laughs> so. I I realize how difficult I can be to live with. There's no doubt about that. But I don't know what to do about it. If I knew how to fix that problem, I'd fix my own. But I I can't. So I certainly shouldn't be giving advice to anybody else about it. Well, you'd probably be the richest guy in the world if you if, didn't yeah. know how to fix that problem. Yeah, well, I'd be Dr. Phil. <laughs> yeah, he seems to be pretty good at it. <laughs> so, okay, sir. I appreciate you taking my call. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Florida. John, welcome to the program. Kevin, are you there? I am. What's on your mind today? Hey, I, I didn't know it was my, I was up next. Yep. Uh yeah, I, I I listened 
for a long time. I don't hardly ever call in. Um, I uh, just want to say thank you. Uh, I've been in the $100,000 a year net owner-operator club since 2016. Congratulations. And uh, built a nice nice life for myself. Awesome. Uh, yeah, th- th- thank you for your uh, business. Uh, you know, I'm a regular customer of Pittsburgh Power, and then, of course, uh, MD Alignment uh, Shops as well. Thanks for the support. I appreciate it. <clears throat> Uh, so I, uh, a few months ago, I, I bought all your, uh, the Garmin products. I got the watch, got the tablet. I got that, uh, wireless backup camera, the headset, the whole thing. Uh, wait, uh, we have two more to add. If you, <laughs> if you want to keep going, uh, I, I think they're just coming well, into the store this week. We have the new blood pressure monitor and the new scale. We are, we are Garmin across the board over here. Oh yeah, the the scale that that might be interesting. Uh, I've been using it. I really like it. It measures body fat. It measures bone density. It measures hydration levels, and it all interfaces with your watch and your your Garmin Connect app, and is really cool. Same thing with the uh, blood pressure monitor. It's a wireless. Um, you stick it on your arm, hit the button, sends all the data right to your watch. Hmm. Now, remember when you were talking about the issues with the, getting the HRV on the watch? Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't really do anything, but I think maybe I got one of the newer ones. But essentially, it just, and I remember listening to your show where you had the, the, the Garmin guy on. But essentially, after, I don't know, like 30 days, let's say, it started showing up. In the app and on the watch. Yeah, so two things can happen when all of a sudden you've got new data. Um, The software updates occasionally, and we get new features. The hardware on the watch itself, Mm -hmm. or or what they call the firmware in the watch, updates. My watch actually did a firmware update this morning. So when I get off the air, I'm going to look around and see what new data I might have now. Um and HRV and some of the other metrics, sometimes they need a certain amount of time to kind of gather the baseline data. So it, it really is interesting how proactive Garmin is in constantly adding new yeah. features and new stuff. And you're right. I just wake up one day and go, oh, look, I never saw that before. Yeah. Well, I knew it was in there, but it, it took time from sleeping with it and all that till yep. it, you know, it, yep. it started there, giving you numbers. Yeah, there are but, some metrics that if you don't wear your watch to bed, you will never get them. That you have to wear the watch overnight to get some of the readings. Yeah. And then the other thing, uh, and, and you this, have- is, this is probably, if I had to say there's a downside to the Garmin products, it's the fact that they have so much data that they can be difficult sometimes to navigate and understand. And, that you know, some of the data, people go, uh-huh. oh, my, my watch doesn't do that. Yes, it does. You just have to know where to go in and turn it on. Like mine, this watch is capable of measuring pulse ox, the, the amount of oxygen in your blood. But I turned that feature right. off because it's not all that important to me. And it's, it uses a ton of battery. I mean, if I turn it off, my when I on a full charge, I get like twenty six days on a full charge. If I turn it on, I get eleven, I think. 
Right, right. Uh, do, do you have a, a recommendation? My, my wife, she's like likes the the watch now. Do you have a recommendation for a uh, you know a woman to, uh, on the Garmin watches? Uh, what do you mean, as far as which model? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the only model that I really test with Garmin is the diesel itself, and and the diesel is based on the Instinct Two. So if you look at Garmin and you want to look at the Instinct 2, you can see different maybe colors or bands, or I'm not sure what the differences are going to be. Um, Garmin has so many devices, I don't even try to look at any yeah. of the others. I, I, it's all I can do to uh, keep yeah. up okay. with, you know, the one that we were a part of designing and we, we still work with them on features. And I, I'm so busy st- staying right. up with this one, I don't even try to keep up with the others. Okay. Just thought I'd ask. Yep. Uh, uh, I had one more thing about uh, the Maxwell and, and batteries on a truck and everything. Okay. So I have like uh, Mr. Uh, Howdy, a uh, New Zealand guy. I, uh, I haul cars too. I have a 80 foot stinger car hauler. Okay. <clears throat> I have a, I use the Maxwell and I have a lithium iron phosphate battery. Okay. Alongside, excellent. Love that setup. And I used to use, I used to use three of the Deep Cycle uh, AGMs, and I so, would only get about two and a half years. Right. And I, I shut my truck off for loading and unloading. I have a fully electric uh, PTO pump and motor and all that. Nice, nice. That's a what an awesome. So setup. now, how many how many amp hours are in uh, your lithium battery well that's the other thing i wanted to explain to you so the agm or the lead acid whether it's sealed or not they will only run at pretty good capacity if they're like 50 percent state of charge or higher correct right yeah, I, I'm the, be, the benefit. I, I almost all the of work the I'm, uh, I'm doing with batteries now is really on the the lithium side. You know, the different versions of lithium, which you really don't compare amp hours to to the others because it's it's not an apples to apples comparison. Um, but I'm familiar with most right. of the most of the lithium batteries being sold right now are right around a hundred amp hours. Sounds like you've got something bigger than that. So, uh, correct. So I was going to get, and, like, and I've had this for three years now, so this isn't, you know, I, I put a lot of use on it. So this, ain't, this isn't like I yeah. bought it a month ago. Right. I was going to get three group 31s right. to match up, right? Right. Well, the sales guy, he told me, you know, we got this other battery, and it's one battery. And it... It's actually a little bit smaller than if you were to put three group 31s together, but it's a, like a rectangle shape. It's different. Well, and, But anyway, and, it, it fits I, I, in the battery the other, box that takes yeah. four. The it other fits advantage with the, the single Maxwell. Yeah, and the other advantage to that is you don't have all the damn cabling. Correct. Yeah, I love that setup. Now, back to the point about the amp hours and all that. So, so the, the lithium iron phosphate that I have, It'll it'll run 
the PTO motor and all that strong below 50% of charge. Correct. So when you do, so the one I have is actually, uh, it says on there 250 amp hours, but it's actually more power than the, when I used to have three group 31s that reach like 110 10, uh, or 105 a piece. Correct. Yep. Because it can run you, you below. Can, you can discharge them so, so much farther down, they still function. The other problem with the AGMs, the correct. more often you try to get down to that bottom, the, the, the faster you're going to wear out that battery. Correct. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Now, now the you, other thing on the Maxwell, you, so, you so, have so like, Tesla bought them out, right? Like right now you have what I consider to be about the ideal setup in a truck. Yeah, and it, it could be a little better if I can get some lithium iron phosphates that aren't made in China. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the uh, the Maxwell. So they're not making them anymore, right? Correct. And you've had some calls recently, but I've got some good experience. So they, I had one that just went out a few months ago, and it was... You know, you talked a lot about they don't really fail. Well, I had a failure. It was only like 14 months old. And it's, if anybody else has this, you deal directly with Pana Pacific, and they're still honoring warranty claims, and they will, I guess, for as long as these things are around. So I was able to get my money back, and then I happened to locate another one that was sitting at a dealer, you know, that... The, and I just then I was able to get a get a replacement. Excellent. That, so. That's good information because what happened I think there was um, we we were a dealer, so we had to work through a distributor, and we had a different right. distributor than Pana Pacific. Uh, we loved the distributor we had; they were great, but they were small. And when, when the, the company went yeah. away, they, they just didn't have the resources. So it's interesting to know that Pana Pacific is still servicing that. I, I didn't realize that. That's, uh, that's important for the people. Yeah, that I figured have. that'd be helpful. That's really helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so it's like, uh, I love this setup, but if I don't have a start module, it doesn't exactly work, you know? Yeah, we're. I, so. I've, I've got a phone number for somebody that is supposed to be distributing the scale start. I haven't had a chance to try to get a hold of them yet. There is, okay. a, there is a better product on but the yeah, market. I'm happy with it. It's a, it's a German. It's, a, it's a bigger capacity, Ooh. better quality. It really looks like a nice product. It's just I, I, I've we've tried to contact the manufacturer directly. We've there was supposed to be a distributor here in the U.S. and we couldn't get anything done there. Somebody called me and said that they found a distributor and I've got the number. And the guy's not that far away from me. Uh, he's in Washington State, so. Um, I just need to find some time to... Could I could I get that information? Let me see if I can look back through my notes and see if I have it. Yeah, if I if I can find it here, I'll give it to you. And maybe you can go do the homework for me. Uh, you ready to write something down or record ah. this? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, his name's Mike Phillips. The number was 360-334-2000.
And I know nothing about All this right, guy. Kevin, it was I appreciate our, it. You know, it was a random caller that said, here's a guy, and, and so I haven't had a chance to call him yet, so I have no idea what you might find. All right. If you find something well, what good, I've got let me working know. right now. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. So, we are, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. We're going to wrap this up. Um, so here's what's going on right now. We're not taking any more general calls. Um, Mike Beckett has been standing by ready to go live at 10 o'clock. Uh, it's just about four minutes. We're going to be a little late. I need to close out this uh, show on our system and start a new show. Mike is on his own today. Um, so I think I'm going to join Mike for the first 10 or 15 minutes here or so. Kind of get the uh, show rolling and, and catch up with Mike. I haven't had a chance to talk to him in a while. So that's what we're going to do. We will be back within five minutes. It usually doesn't take me long at all. So stick around. We'll be right back. Be safe. Be profitable, be fit and healthy, always do the hard work and master the journey.